Are you attending Shop Talk? If you are, I hope that you're ready for the AI-driven future of commerce. If not, you can get ready by joining us and our friends from IM Digital, a leading retail experience agency, to learn about the future of commerce. You can join their March 18th event taking place at Shop Talk exclusively with your invite from Future Commerce. Find out more today at events.imdigital.com. Welcome to Visions. Visions is an annual audiovisual trends report that covers the changes in culture and commerce. This series is meant to be a companion guide to our 100-page report. Download and follow along at visions.report. Episode 1. A Prologue. Hi there. I'm Philip, and what you are about to hear is a conversation between myself and Brian Lang, my co-founder here at Future Commerce. We've been producing podcasts about e-commerce together since 2016, most notably the Future Commerce podcast, which has over a half million downloads and hundreds of thousands of listeners. And this, our first episode of this new show, Visions, We thought it would be useful to you, our listener, to understand how and why we set out to create this new property, and what this new show's charter is meant to be. I think we're fairly normal people. (laughs) We both have steady full-time jobs. We didn't set out to become part-time amateur philosophers or students of brands. Brian and I come from similar traditions and backgrounds. In fact, we both grew up middle class. We're both homeschooled kids, and we both have pretty decent careers working in tech and e-com. The story that follows is how we got to this point, and what we're trying to do, and how we're trying to grow as two people who are fascinated with the pace of growth and change in our retail and e-com industries, and what makes people do what they do, how they behave, what they think, how they find satisfaction and fulfillment in life. And not just consumers or customers, but people. Real, living, and breathing people. It's an honor that you would spend any amount of time with us on this journey and that you would give your attention to the things that we create. From Brian and I, and from the entire Future Commerce team, thank you. And without any further ado, we present Visions. How how did we get here? We got here because we were trying to do something new. You came out to Seattle. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. And yes, we, you and I had a sit down and we're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? We were a podcast. We were a podcast. We were more than a podcast. We were a podcast because that's the way we knew how to get our ideas out. Like we, we early on, so we had this podcast called Future Commerce. Okay. Yes. We early on were like, we want to talk about e-commerce, but we don't want to talk about e-commerce platforms or necessarily technologies. We kind of want to cover a bunch of different things. Stuff that like we felt like wasn't being discussed in our industry. We were seeing the same stuff over and over. And sort of like frustrating conversations too, right? Where people were like conversational commerce and we're like, yeah, maybe. 
And I mean, uh, we we were kind of hyped. One of our one of our early conversations <laughs> on on that podcast, uh, which still exists, obviously, um, was, well, what are the kinds of roles and like the psychology of the people that would make an audio centric future possible? And it's it was writers and humorists, right? Comedians, Artists. like who are people that communicate via spoken word? Like those are the people who become the heroes in an audio centric future. And at its very outset, future commerce had a bigger idea of what would make that successful. It's not necessarily the technology or the medium. It was in reality, sort of the art behind it. Zip forward three Three years. years. And we had sort of an identity crisis. We were like, we've got this incredible, uh, well, audience. It wasn't even what I would consider a community. Uh, It was, we had an audience. We had, you know, built up uh, an incredible set of content over those three years. And Um, partners too. And and that's like from, from when you look around the, the podcast ecosystem, you know, finding partners that will go to bat with you and sponsor your content and sometimes even have to take heat for the things you say, but they, they, they back you anyway. Like we had one partner early on for two and a half, three years and they just underwrote everything we did. Yeah. And I I remember when I flew out to that, to Seattle and we sat down, it was like, well, what the heck are we trying to do? And I said, I've never started a company before. I think we need to start a company, like a real company. And I think the way you do that is you sort of write a mission statement. Like, what are we about? It was our first vision. (laughs) It was our first vision. (laughs) That was in like a... October or something like that. It was fall. It was in the fall. Yeah. And I remember us saying, okay, what we need next year is let's do this like a real company. Let's, we need sales goals. We need sales goals. We need a mission. We need a vision. We need, uh, we need a reason why. And, and that will allow us to start doing more. Like that will give us the framework we need to go out and get after the things we want to learn and talk about and accomplished. We had a, a a vehicle to like to actually like empl- employ curiosity, right? And for us to explore new ideas beyond just talking about you know a couple platforms that were dominant I, in the e-commerce. And ecosystem. that's actually right about the time where they like really hit us hard that commerce touched everyone. And that so yes 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 yeah. <laughs> so you 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 did what you do best, and you committed us to deliver. A trends report, I remember. And it was supposed to be done by NRF. And we were, yes, it was supposed to be done by NRF. And, which was two and a half months away. And we were, we were doing the rebrand at the same time because when yeah. we decided to like go after this, we were like, okay, we need more than a pink rocket ship. Um, to <laughs> do that our, <laughs> our prior our prior brand i designed it in squarespace's logo designer <laughs> and i didn't even pay for it i like screenshot it and then i traced it with illustrator but that's a little a other, tiny yeah. side note future commerce was the first thing we came up with <laughs> oh we didn't even con we didn't think through it we didn't concept but we did when we decided that it October, hit hard it did hit hard Every, we decided yes. we made it so you, you, you give us some credit i am gonna give us credit 
when you, so how did I get even, even before that? Yeah. Even yeah, before yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. How did I even get out to Seattle in the first place? You like called me because you were working for Amazon. <laughs> do you remember this conversation? Yeah, you called me and you said, I think I'm going to quit Amazon. <laughs> and I said, dude, I think that might be the best thing for you. And <laughs> I was, I was, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Whiplash, oh gosh, JK Simmons was Amazon and I was Miles Teller. <laughs> so. And- <laughs> Let's let that sit for a moment. There's actually more truth to that than I even want to let on. <laughs> and Brian, you you called me. You said, I think I'm going to quit Amazon. And I said, I think that's the best thing for you. And you you said, but I need to know that you're like, I don't want to go and just get another job. I need to know that you are committed to future commerce. And that's how I wound up in the fall of 2018, maybe. Yes. 2018. 18. Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on. Was that four years Three ago? years ago. No, it's, it's 2022. Yeah, we relaunched the... Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We, we, we relaunched <laughs> the brand in 2019. At, we can count, I promise. So we got to work and we, we did a... Uh, we did... It seemed very clear to me what we needed to do. We needed research. To, we needed to do research and figure out who our audience was because we didn't know. And if you're going to build a biz dev arm... You need to know what it is you're selling people on. And so we got to work doing research. And then we also hired a branding agency. We used the research that we did to power a rebrand. And we were going to launch both of those things, our insights and our rebrand at NRF, where we had booked a, a number of uh, live podcasts on the show floor. And then... And then you did what you do best. Which is... We found someone to partner with gladly incredible long-term partner of ours we love joseph Ancinelli. yeah such a great guy. and and they came alongside us and said hey we really believe in you guys yeah can you do this thing that you've never done before yvette black who's at microsoft now uh such a such a great person to work with over there um anyway they so yeah uh they were like we want to launch something at nrf and it was october and we're like all right, this is the opportunity we needed. <laughs> Let's go do some real research and go find out what's what's happening. Get be curious about what's happening in the world. And we said, well, what what is like what is this report? And well, it was coming out in January. It was coming out at NRF. It was going to be a printed piece. Remember that? Oh yeah. And it was okay. It was well, a printed piece. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's I don't know. Let's do trends. Let's just look at ten trends. And that's how Vision was born. I want the fast forward sound now. Yeah, we got a fast. (laughs) (laughs) So vision was a trends report. It was. And and what that allowed us to do is to start annual reports. So it built a whole line of business beyond podcasts. Yeah. Well, well, well beyond podcasts. And I led to nine by nine, we know, which was a report we did later that year with another incredible sponsor. And, we did nine by nine. We started to reshape how we were thinking about what it meant to consume right. consume content in our industry. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the ideas we'd had early on in future commerce, art, people, storytelling, 
we were like, how do we infuse that in? And so by the time we got back around to the next vision report, we were set to run another snapshot, another time capsule Mm -hmm. of what was happening in the world. But when we came to it, we're like, we got to, we got to think this all up again. (laughs) Yeah. You you have to, you have to start back over because I I believe that first like round of trends were, well, Amazon was copying all birds and they released an all birds shoe looking shoe. It's like a lookalike, but it didn't have any of the like environmental or like material science innovation or any of its sustainability or climate commitment. And so the question was, Amazon's growing its private label. What does this mean? Those were the sort of trends that were in the first report. Yeah. That after we went through nine by nine, we really and and the success of nine by nine because you're thinking, think about it now. That oh was my after gosh. that was after we came up with Carly. Uh, can't afford real life yet. Like we that's, we, that's we what, had yeah that landed in GQ. We already had so much feedback from the folks, not just in our community, but in the whole of the ecosystem now that we're looking at the bigger ideas. And we said, let's just lean into that. And that's vision last year really proved uh, our second go around really proved that we could get people to care about the things we care about, which is not the tactical or even the strategic conversations uh, about the how we do what we do or the what we do, but the why we do what we do. Which changes. <laughs> I really do believe the why changes all the time. Like missionally, we believe that commerce is a catalyst for change. And you can say, oh, well, commerce can change the world. And it and it's sort of like at such a scale or a scope that it kind of loses any sort of meaning. Yes. But if you, if you could say commerce can change the world around you, right? Commerce has the power... Right? It can be it can be used or employed as a tool. It's a catalyst to change just your immediate world around you. I think every entrepreneur can look at that and say that that's true. I think every single person who buys something that really you know changes their ability to I don't know be more productive or or, or more embody their identity or feel more comfortable in their own skin or perform better on on the dance floor uh, or or as in an athletic pursuit. The things you buy can actually radically change and alter your perception of the reality around you. And so much of that is tied up in the art and the science of of why people would ever want to part with money for the thing that enables that. Commerce is identity exchange. Mm. And I think I, you, you absolutely nailed it. Say that again. Hold on. Dive into that. Commerce is an identity exchange. When you give your hard-earned money, the career that you poured your life into, and the you know the the fruit of your labor, the the everything that yeah. you have yeah. put yourself into as a person, yeah, and the, and the compensation you get back from that, and you're exchanging that that yeah. professional identity for something that someone else put themselves into you're saying i am taking part of you that you have invested yourself in you being the brand right uh and i am making that my own and i'm giving up part of myself to you Mm. to now empower another part of your world this podcast is brought to you by shopware Shopware is an e-commerce hub that allows you to offer relevant, compelling experiences for your consumers and your back office team. The open source core and the open commerce approach allows brands to build however they want, 
turnkey headless PWA or any combination thereof, thanks to the all sales channels welcome approach. Shopware creates the most engaging experiences imaginable from B2B and B2C to multi-store and guided shopping. And Shopware features a worldwide ecosystem of developers, agencies, and technology partners. Find out more at shopware.com FC. That's shopware.com FC. And even then, like resource or time, money is really a proxy for time spent that you can never get back. Yes, right. Correct. So if if someone is parting with money, like, and we tend to disembody the person on the other side of the pr- we transaction, money, what money means? Sure. Oh gosh, yes, yeah, absolutely. And and so this bigger idea or even ideal of what brands exist to accomplish really made us think bigger about what future commerce really could be. And I think I, I just want to hit one more thing you talked please, about. Please. I I think that the distinction you made between commerce can change the world versus mm-hmm. commerce your, can change right. the world around you or your world. The world. If you see anyone put the world that there, I think that's where you see washing. That mm-hmm. is that enables. Oh, that's amazing. Washing. So yeah, green washing, pride washing, whatever trust washing, washing of any all kind. of the washing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that disembodies what you know the actual change. Just to link it back to something in popular culture, one of the like major criticisms of the reason of like DC's universe, cinematic universes had failings compared to say like Marvel's cinematic universe. Like they, they draw this comparison in, in film criticism to DC's big villains, right? Or their big climactic moments in their films are always have like world or universe ending consequences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they're not grounded in a way that makes you care which is interesting because really the the stories that I think have the most impact are the ones that are deeply like specific and personal. Yes. Right? They're highly specific. They're really relational between one or two or a handful of people. They're not giant world-changing, world-altering, cataclysmic things that actually give you an emotional reaction. It's can I see myself in that person's shoes? And if a brand can accomplish that in some meaningful way, then I think they do have an impact on a person. And that brings us really to this moment, because Future Commerce used to be a podcast, and then Future yes. Commerce was a company. And those two things were sort of inexchangeable to some degree for yes. the longest period of time. But we needed a home for our bigger ideas. We needed to be able to not have to correct people when we say future commerce. No, actually, the podcast, that's what we mean. It's the podcast. <laughs> so I, I think we, we, what's interesting about future commerce is we have all kinds of different content that live in there. And that's one of the beauties of future commerce is that we kind of discover what we want to, or <laughs> really interested in, <laughs> or ideas that are like awe inspiring to us, stuff sure. that we think is interesting or important. Um, what our next iteration uh, this new podcast that we have just created, Visions, uh, this new property, I should say, that we've just created, Visions, is allowing us to do is to talk, to consolidate some of those ideas into a mm. single place 
and our most adventurous ideas are mm. going to be here. Yeah. Our, and and that means that we need to talk more about the things that actually impact the way that people think and the way they behave and what they feel. And in reality, we've talked about this a lot and and this is was one of the guiding principles of the last few reports that we did is that our key differentiator of future commerce versus everyone else in the, you know, in the commerce or retail trade ecosystem and every newsletter, every podcast that exists, what makes us different is that I believe that we have an opportunity to be able to connect emotionally with people and resonate emotionally with people because we employ art in a way that very few others do. Yes. And m most of the content creators in our ecosystem will try to logic or reason their way into trust with their listener and their consumer. They're going to make reasoned arguments, they're going to prevent, present data, and they're going to try to create a ironclad case as to why their perspective is valid and true. The problem is, is that, well, it depends is actually the correct answer for almost every single situation. There <laughs> are no thing is contextual. There's no best practices in the world to quote a good friend of ours, Alex Greifeld. Yes. And so, yes, everything is contextual. Yes. So let's, let's change the conversation and let's talk about the things that actually affect people's emotional state and their well-being. Let's talk about art. Let's talk about spirituality, right? Let's talk about modernity. Let's talk about what people are experiencing. The culture that we all happen to inhabit. Yes. Right. Let's talk about psychology. That's another thing that we get into quite a bit. And philosophy. This episode is brought to you by Klaivu. Klaivu captures e-commerce shoppers' intent and then leverages AI to create personalized search and discovery experiences that allow your brand to go beyond keywords typed into the search box. Klaivu's end-to-end search and discovery solution is easy to configure, optimize, and maintain for all major shopping platforms in just hours. Klaivu's proprietary technology is driving traffic and conversion and loyalty for over 3,000 leading global brands. Check them out today at Klevu, that's K-L-E-V-U dot com. Visions is brought to you by Yakpo, an e-commerce marketing platform that helps online businesses win customers for life with interconnected solutions for reviews, SMS marketing, loyalty programs, and more. With Yakpo, brands like Steve Madden, Brooklinen, Quip, and Love Wellness are able to create innovative experiences that boost customer loyalty and repeat purchases. Join Yachtpo in keeping commerce on the cutting edge by downloading the Visions Report today. Visit yachtpo.com slash visions. That's Y-O-T-P-O dot com slash visions. So understanding why people think and behave the way that they do, I think, is our real opportunity. And to connect art to it has always been really at the core of, of, of who we are. If you have been around for any period of time and listened to any of our properties, uh, you might be surprised to know we don't use any stock music. We create everything from scratch. We really do a lot of introspection of sort of like the audio branding. We're very intentional about the visual identity of the things that we create as well. That was another reason why we had to do visions, because we made <laughs> these incredible reports and it was just a single thing that was, that was kind of over. The beauty of visions is we're going to have the opportunity to explore and iterate and grow. And yes, we're going to still have moments in time, but 
we're going to be able to like dwell on them a little yeah. longer. It's going to be great. And, <laughs> and the new design is so cool. It's Jesse really, Tyler it's, and, and his team yeah, crushed it. Jacob uh, Scouten uh, and Jesse Tyler, just incredible creative people. They've really made the visual parts of what we do connect to the ideas. Which is so hard. It's so brilliant. Ideas really don't resonate, I think, if you're just explaining them. Although conversation and discourse is is at the core of what Visions is all about. So we'll get there. But that's how we got to this moment. That's how we got here. And so this year, when we're planning this, you know, this huge shift in this creation of this new property, uh, recontextualizing what the future commerce podcast is really all about, and maybe planning for its eventuality of, you know, shifting the conversations that happen there into a completely different format. Several uh, formats. And that's, that's, we needed to put a plan into place to get there. Uh, we actually started that out at the beginning of this year with a series that we called Casting Visions. And we tried to get to the topics of the report by doing two things, one building in public. Okay. And two, uh, really doing a lot of that design work and the concepting work, uh, with various and different people from around the ecosystem. And I don't know that I would say that that effort of documenting it was terribly successful. No, we tried that. <laughs> And I think what we ran into was you and I, like the only way we can get to some of the stuff is like holding up somewhere for yeah, for days, days and- late into the night. It takes a lot of diving deeper and deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole and for us to get to the, to the things we got to. It's so unfortunate too, because so much of that process is just not digestible in like a discrete form. Like my my ultimate goal was let's just record everything that we do <laughs> yeah. and we'll try to figure out how we put it out into the world or we'll live stream it and somebody out there will pay attention to it and then we'll go and harvest good stuff out for the show afterwards. But there were moments where like you and I are sitting in a hotel room somewhere. We're not and even, like, talking. even like, talking. It's on Slack. Yeah, it's like, like we're sitting there <laughs> like thinking and then all of a sudden like one of us will burst out with something and yeah. then we'll chatter about that for... Yeah. You know, so not terribly, <laughs> not terribly digestible. Uh, so we tried the build in public thing. Um, we did actually have a concepting round with a good friend of ours. And that's something that maybe we'll touch on in one of the later episodes of visions as, as a property. Um, but just like this recording right here, like we took two or three shots. We tried, <laughs> we started two or three times uh, in concepting and it just wasn't working. Um, and we just decided it's bad. Stop. Let's just start over. So we figured out what not to do. I think we threw away like way more of these ideas than we actually left. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, I mean, it started out as like 20, like real, hard and fast, like discernible, like news stories, basically. Uh, and then it can't, it got down to, to 10 ideas. And I then think we threw all of those ideas. We out. Did, all of them, all of them went away. <laughs> Vibe shift, Brian. Vibe shift. So here we are. Uh, visions this year, uh, new property, the report that is its companion piece can be found at visions.report. Uh, 
our 2022 edition is eight themes, right? Eight eight trends. You could call them trends, uh, but it's really a time capsule. Capsule. It is a snapshot of this moment right now, and we're going to luxuriate in this moment and spend some time exploring them in a way that we never have in our content before. And we did that by sitting down with 16 incredible creators from our community. Incredible. I mean, I think that what sets vision vision apart from visions Mm. is that vision was our singular vision. Visions is actually multiple people's takes and visions. Mm -hmm. Vision is something that Future Commerce did. Visions is something that way more people... We all do. Yeah, we all do. That's right, that we all do. And what I hope is that visions is something that you, our listeners, also do. What we want out of this is to to hear your thoughts. Yeah. To talk with you. We want to hear your critiques. We want to hear you tell us that we're wrong. (laughs) That's actually the thing that when I had a conversation, so one of the guests uh, that you'll hear that came to our Visions Summit, so we actually held a summit at the time of this recording about six weeks ago. Uh, We brought all these creators down to Palm Beach. Uh, We set up a space inside of this historic home on the Intercoastal Waterway. Uh, You'll hear a lot in the coming weeks about the sort of historical significance of that place. Uh, it was the, cool. the, the, uh, really why it matters is the home's filled with art. Um, so much purpose and really intention in, in the place that we actually recorded uh, the content that took place at the Vision Summit. But we invited all of these people who come from all different walks of life and they have uh, incredibly diverse backgrounds uh, and very different takes on things. Uh, but one of our early prep calls was with uh, one of these creators. And when we got done with our pleasantries and introductions, she launched into a 20-minute dissertation about all the ways she disagreed with me. And I said, this is what we need. And mm-hmm. it, got, I, it, didn't, it didn't deflate me. It didn't frustrate me. It excited me because finally, we are going to model discourse, the kind of conversation that is lacking in our community. There's a lot of head bobbing and a lot of samey, samey conversations. There's a lot of echo chamber and reverberations about the things that may or may not be true. Memorized diatribes. And and, and what we really need is more uh, less groupthink and a lot more challenging of ideas. And, and so if anything... The the hope here is that we spur a conversation with you, uh, our audience, our listeners, um, to become more of a community that challenges each other. Uh, and that is really our, our biggest goal. Uh, if you want to back into what success looks like for us, it's having a bigger conversation, asking questions that don't have answers yet, and really trying to pull at the threads of the things that really we all wrestle with, the the things that we're all afraid to say, right? Saying the quiet part out loud and really calling into question some of the things that we all maybe hold to be true that maybe aren't true anymore or maybe never were. And that is why art is so essential for this because it it's hard to do this with just language. We're talking about questions to which we don't have answers yet or mm-hmm. maybe never will. Sometimes you have to feel the answers more than hear, the, hear them spoken out loud. And so stick with us. Uh, this is something new. Uh, 
we have plenty of time. Uh, over the next 12 episodes, uh, you'll hear from a lot of various uh, people about these eight ideas that we believe are changing the world around us. Thank you so much for tuning into this prologue, this first episode of Visions. Next time on Visions. I know my customer. I don't need to be told what they like. But then on the other hand, retailers are absolutely drowning in data that should be able mm. to tell them what we like and what we don't. And it's, it's marrying that tension, finding the, the balance between the two and, and, and using that to guide your business model and who you collaborate with and products you innovate with. Every company needs to build a culture of being curious in every single level of the business, and everybody has to be a behavioral psychologist. There's no way around it. No matter who your customer is, you have to understand, to everyone's point here, what it is that they want. We've gotten pretty deep into the rabbit hole on this thing. And, okay, you understand what these segments are. You've identified some correlations between them. There wasn't anything really all that coherent about what customers do in fact like, what's missing, and what strongly uh, grounded hypothesis you have about what would make them happier. And it got to this point where they said, well, I'm not sure what they want. It's like, well, are you talking to them? Mm -hmm. yes. What do you mean? I mean, like, I, I have the data in front of it. Like, how do I talk to them? Pick up the fucking phone. The Visions Podcast is brought to you by Future Commerce. You can find more episodes of this podcast and all Future Commerce properties at futurecommerce.fm. Download our 100-page companion guide on cultural and consumer trends by visiting visions.report. That's visions.report.